Welcome to this week's episode of Taking Care of Business. You're with myself and Mark today. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? How are you, mate? Okay. Good. We've not been on for a little while together. How's your summer? Yeah, it was good. It was just nice to be back. I think like everyone else, it's just nice to to get back in it. Listen, we've been, we haven't gone far, but we've uh, been away for a long time, but it's just nice to get everyone back in, in back into a routine. Yeah, the same as 10 billion other people in Dubai at the moment. Do you know, we were just talking then, weren't we, about, about it. It was, um, it's great, obviously it's great, because when people are back, we, we get, um, it's, well, it's great for all, any walks of life and any, any business, but it's typically, at the moment, it seems like it's never been before. I know you say, I was speaking before about, you always say the weather is, is hotter than last year when it never is, it's the same. But I think this year, it's definitely upped its game in terms of traffic and things like that. It's just absolutely chaos, especially with the, with the school runs as well. It's very true. Okay, so we're coming towards the end of September, but we're actually going to do an August data uh, review today, which is good because it's given us two or three weeks to digest the information and see what, see what the data is telling us. So let me kick off by chucking a couple of um, stats at you. From the Dubai Land Department, so the property market in general, the volume of transactions in August was 11,691, which is a 5.6% increase on July and a 21.2% increase uh, on August last year, so year on year. Compare that to Allsop and Allsop, our uh, volume of transactions was actually down 16.3% year on year. But with the caveat of a 12%, 12.5% increase August on August, so year-on-year year growth, but a month-on-month month drop. Mm. So, to put you on the spot, why do you think our transaction levels have dropped, where the DLDs and the markets appear to have gone up? Well, let's talk about ours first. And any, obviously, the the, the brunt of our, our sales are resales. Um, and we were talking before about what need, obviously, everyone who's, who's listening here, this is a two or three month period of when a deal has has been done because we're talking about transactions. So again, the majority of our, our sales will have some type of element of finance involved. And it will usually take anything from six to 12 weeks for a deal to what we call complete. So these will be deals, Paul, that have happened or been what we call written in let's say June or July. So we're playing catch up two or three months later, hence the reason why I see a decrease. Obviously the limited hours in terms of, well, not limited hours, that's the wrong thing to say, but people traveling, so they're not available. Um, buyers and sellers will be, again, usually what, what have you got? You've got two, three or four people involved in a case at one time. And logistically, it can be a nightmare, especially in the summer. So that's why I think I wouldn't need too much into it in terms of um, a decrease in our figures, because again, it's just because people, I think, and it, it's seasonal and people are, people are away. In terms of the Dubai land department, I think, I believe, I don't know what you've seen yesterday, the launches that happened, you had Palm Jebel Ali, you had the development that Ellington are doing in Rack, you had one in JVC called 10 Oxford, and I think you had another one as well, and there's one today in the IFC, which was actually, it was chaos. And I think that's what, what you're seeing a lot of launches at the moment, it's a good thing or a bad thing, we can touch it on that later, but I think that's why you will see the land department the transactions higher than what they were in the previous month and obviously year on year that's the reason why I think we've seen a, a bit of a 
bit of a uh, hike in there. So it does link in to, to chuck some more stats out there. The volume of off-plan transactions in August in the market was 6,834. Secondary was 4,857. Mm. And they, they're usually a little bit closer together, more neck and neck. So that does um, that does tie in quite what well. What do you think about that? What do you think about these launches that are happening in terms of, are you happy with them? Are you, do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? What are your thoughts? I think it's essential. Okay. The way the population's increasing, we saw 80,000 think it increased since the start of the year, visa registrations, 56 think, these stats might be wrong. Um, remembering off the top of my head, 56% increase first half of this year compared to last year. Yeah. Dubai's, like we've said millions of times, an attractive place to so many people for so many reasons. I think we have to keep building to, to cater for the increase of demand that's already in the market. We've, already, we've talked about undersupply for two years now, but that's going to come to the market, uh, the demand that's going to come to the market over the next few years. But touching on what you said a moment ago about chaos, I've seen some videos of these launches. It's like, I, I don't know, I'm always hesitant to compare, but it does feel like Dubai used to be. These places are absolutely, you can't move. I remember we had a we had a launch in, it was 2000, I think it was 2012, and the Address Boulevard, it might have been 2011, the Address Boulevard, and it just takes me back exactly the same. I think a few weeks later after that, they launched Mira and Mira Oasis, and it was exactly the same. But it just, I'm just excited about the appetite. That's what that's what I'm, I'm excited about. And these launches, I know, listen, there's always gonna be a spin, and there's always gonna be, they're going to drip feed these units, uh, obviously the amount of units into the market, but the tokens that are getting given out again, we before I came out here, there's a launch that's happening at the IFC and they were handing tokens out and one of the girls had three tokens and we never got near any of the units just because of the demand. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, because we look, you know, the client that we took down is not too happy at the moment, but the appetite is just... It's incredible. And the other thing I'd say about these developments is developers are really onto the lifestyle aspect at the moment. They, they're superb. Some of these master communities and the towers and the, the amenities and the retail and cinemas and everything else they're putting on, they're superb. It's no longer maybe what it was 10 years ago where it's just, here's a plan and here's the next number of villas, etc., etc. They're really thinking about the lives people are going to lead. And I know we're going off topic here, but if you look at the master plan for the IFC 2.0, I don't know if you've seen it, it's three times as big as the IFC as we are, are today. And the brands, I know there's a lot of hype over brands, but the brands that are coming in, it's it's top-end, top-end brands that are coming in. You've got four seasons that are coming in there. Um, I know Nick Candy is doing a development in there, which is going to be exceptional, I think. It's, it is, again, I know I've said it, but it's very, very exciting what's coming in. And a lifestyle, like you said, you look at the, the, the Russell Kamer development by Ellington, it's like a, it's like a resort that you go to in, in the States or even on the Palm, you know? And obviously they're building out to, to the other eminence as well, which is, which is brilliant. DIFC is significant for me because it's really cementing Dubai's desire to be the financial hub of the Middle East. Absolutely. And it, arguably it's already there, if not very, very close to you, but I think, it is there. With this increase in size then? I remember it's in be now. 2003, I think Sheikh Mohammed launched the IFC. And I think at the time there was only, I think, I might be wrong here because I've seen the figures a couple of days back. There might have been seven offices and then it's grown from what it is today. It's just grown exponentially, you know. It's it's for me probably the best, best part of Dubai in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. 
let's get back to some data. So one that we always like to look at month on month is as, as long as, as well as the top level numbers, what activity is happening from our point of view in the market? Because that's usually a good indicator of what's to come. So viewing levels were down 5% yep. in August compared to July, up 9.2% year on year. Clients registration, so buyers coming to us and saying they want to buy a property. This will move on to letting shortly. Um, client registrations up 3% month on month, uh, up 69% year on year. So these phenomenal year on year increase in uh, demand, we're still seeing that's consistent. New property listings up 14% month on month and up 20% year on year. Mm-hmm. So again, we, we are slowly starting to see a bit more supply come to the market. I think people, Paul, I think people are terrified of being left behind. I really do. And I feel so sorry at the moment for the for a tenant who's trying to get on the property ladder because and we we try and educate all of our um all of our buyers that we want them obviously to to purchase as quickly as possible. But I just think and, and my again, what does my opinion count for, you know, but I, I just see that only getting further away. And it just shows in a number of, of viewings that we are doing. Yes, we've got more agents, of course we're gonna have more viewings. But we are seeing a massive drive in people wanting to get onto that onto that ladder. And you look at, I know we're going to touch on on mortgages being a massive, um, I'd say a, a lot of noise about the interest rates. We done a, a, a report, not a report, but we done a, a, a case study the other day of, I think it was about, let's say, three or four years ago when the, when the, the rate was, it was, I think it was touching 2.99 against what you can get today in the market. There was three um, banks that we we chose. And the difference in a, I think it was a 3 million dirham purchase was only about, I think it was a thousand or 1500 dirhams. Now in the grand scheme of things, the way the market is performing, that's buttons. It is absolutely buttons, but there's been a, obviously a big hoo-ha about the interest rates increasing. But even that, it's it still makes sense to for these guys to get on the ladder. So that's one end of the market. Another end of the market that I'm increasingly having conversations with people about, whether it's in work or even at the weekend when I was around at some friends' houses, is people who bought three, four years ago now sitting on quite a lot of equity in the property because of the way the market's gone. So there's an increasing conversation with people about what to do. Is now the time to sell? Are we close to the top of the market? Is it going to fall away? Should, should they sell, buy a smaller house and an investment property? Should they sell, buy a smaller house here, an investment property overseas? Like there's, there's lots of, there's a lot more conjecture around that end of the market as well. So, within all of that, a question to throw it throw at you is: Do you think we are reaching a, a top of the market, or do you think there's a way a way to go yet? So all these people asking the questions can. Well, you look in some cases at the, onto onto your first point. In some cases, some of these developments and some of these homes have increased by three hundred percent, which is just. It's incredible, but I will go back and I'll go on, I think I went on record on one of these podcasts. For me, it's still undervalued, Paul. It's undervalued, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's still undervalued. But in terms of, so someone sat at home thinking, okay, well, the last three or four years, the property, our our house price has gone up by 300%. Yep. Is now a time to cash out? Are you talking about homes or are you talking about investment properties? Homes, people people like me and you sat at home with the partner, the kids, They've got this family home that they've made, but all of a sudden the, the, pro, the price has rocketed to a, a point where they're thinking, although it's our family home, should yep. we cash in, get something smaller, make an investment, et cetera, et cetera. So, and the question that, that I'm being asked quite a lot is, 
Should we sell now? Should we wait for a bit longer? What do you think the market's going to do? I think your home's so, so different. You look at, obviously, we, someone who we know very, very well, and they've been offered a, a very, very handsome price on, on, on their property, but it's all relative. It is, in my opinion, as a homeowner, it's all relative. Let's say I sell my house today. I then have to make that jump to, I don't know, whatever the cost of, of the property is or what I like. Then I've got to go through the whole rigmarole of, which, by the way, is an absolute nightmare, renovating the property. So obviously there's cost costings there. The costings of renovation has gone through the roof. So in terms of homes, um, I always sit on a fence and I always think it is all relative, in my opinion. If it's an investment property, it's a different story. You know, there's, like you say, some of these launches that people are, sorry, that these developers are, are bringing to market. You know, you're not using all your cash and you can make your money work for you a lot more over the payment plan, plan period. And again, in some cases, some of these off-plan developments, people are doubling the money. And when you say doubling the money, not on the original price, on what people are actually putting into the property. So homes, in, in terms of homes, I'm, again, I'm probably a little bit of a traditionalist. I don't want to go through the headache of selling my property, trying to find the property that's vacant. That's obviously another thing. You know, a lot of people at the moment, people that we know, are selling their properties, well, sorry, Buying a property, nine times out of ten, it's rented. So they, they they have to spend money on a rent for and take it out for a year. So all of these things you've got to take into, into yeah, consideration. Yeah, I do agree. It has to be a careful a careful consideration weighing up everything. The, the only thing I would say to anyone thinking about it is nobody can tell you what the property market's going to do. There's anyone who tries, it, it, it just, they're just guessing, to be honest. What I'd liken it to is stocks and shares or even gaming that if you've got an amount on the table that you're happy with, don't get too greedy because the market, I don't think it will. We look at all the demand, the activity levels, what's going on in the world, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's still a way to go in the market at the moment. However, nobody can actually tell you. So if there is an amount you sat on, think of it like a stock and share. Are you happy to take what you've got? invest it elsewhere and it might go up a bit it might go down a bit you don't know but you've just got to be comfortable I guess in what you're what you're taking out the property I think you have to draw the line and you have to make a decision with your family this is what we want if we get it let's do it because you just go on forever and like you say I don't think it will I'm I'm very very sure it won't happen what happened in 2008 but you will I think you have to draw the line somewhere make that decision and move on with whatever you want to do when you sell your property. Yeah, you know? but it's a good question. And like I say, it's one I'm being asked more, not just in work, but in social There's circles. There's no right or wrong answer. That's the thing. Yeah, it's true. Just just having that plan afterwards is the, yeah. the main thing. Yeah. Uh, if anyone disagrees with that, by the way, or has any additional comments, then, then let us know. I'm always interested to hear um, other people's thoughts on it. Okay, I'll just finish off with the average sale price um, and then we'll move on to letting. So the average sale price uh, in August for us was 3.291 million which is uh, actually a 13.4% decrease on July. But going off what we're talking about there, not quite the 300%, but a 51.9% increase year on year. So again, easy to see why these um, these conversations are being had. Uh, finance buyers made up 50%, 57% of the market. Cash buyers, 43%. So. That's actually high. I think that's probably poor. I think it's one of the highest this year that we've had. The highest, it's more 50-50, yeah, yeah. usually. Yeah. Well, it's interesting seeing it. Again, another indicator of the strength of the market, the, but again, the mortgage market. To, to me point, sorry to interrupt, going back to my point before, you know, if we look at typically our average, what we're seeing here, our average sale is 3.3, and that's, that's obviously covering villas and apartments. 
that's our average sale. And what I said before, I think it was 1,500 dirhams in terms of your monthly repayments every single year, or sorry, every single month. You flip that and you see how much money that you would have made in the last two or three years. It's, it's seen buttons, yeah. you know? That's the thing. It's, it's very, very true. And to be honest, even 1,500 dirhams, it's not nice, but for a lot of people, especially buying at that level, yeah. It's something you can work into yep. into your finances. Okay, let's take a look at lettings before uh, before we round off. So the average letting price in August was one hundred and eighty two thousand seven hundred and forty three dirhams. This is uh, ANA data, which was a twelve point eight percent decrease on July, which seems to be a common pattern. Six point nine percent increase on August last year. So still increases in the lettings market, slightly um, less so than. On the sales side, in terms of volume, we had a 9.1% increase in July. So we actually did more lets uh, in August, which again, traditionally when families move over, you would expect that, get, getting the kids into school and what have you, 31.6% uh, increase year on year. So a really, really strong um, lettings market. It just shows as well, Paul, again, going back to the launch appetites, the appetite for actual coming to Dubai. Obviously, a lot of people, when they come to Dubai, they want to transition from lettings to sales. Oh, sorry, don't want to rent a property and then they want to buy. But it just shows you the appetite is still, it's still there, you know. Well, to give you another stat, talking about the phenomenal year-on-year -year demand increase again, a 93% increase in new tenants registering with us this August compared to August 2022. Do you know what I never touched on before? I want to ask you the question. We looked at, uh, going back to sales, I'm, I'm not... I'm, We'll touch on on, on uh, lettings in a minute. We actually registered more properties as well. Well, you mentioned it before, but we didn't touch on it. What are your thoughts on that? That we registered more properties. Obviously, there was more viewings, uh, more buyers that had, had registered as well, but also more properties. You'd think, would you think that because the market is performing the way it is, there'll be less property because we're obviously shouting to the rooftops that we need more more properties. Yeah, do you know what? I think there's a couple of things. I don't think there was that many handovers in August, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest, that, no, that would have wasn't. would have brought supply in that way. I think there's a couple of things. One is definitely people deciding to cash out, for want of a better way of putting it. I think they're of the opinion that I alluded to before of the market's gone up for two or three years now. Yeah. They're suddenly sat on a lot of equity and people are choosing that this is the right moment to... Yeah. to take some money out and like I say, do do other things. They might want to invest further here, invest overseas, set up a com company. There's a whole multitude of reasons, but I think people are just getting to that level. And I think what you find as well is going back on the lettings market in July and August, it, there is a period where lots of tenancies start, but then they also, a lot of tenancies finish yep. in July and August. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's owners that have waited till the property's vacant, because mm -hmm. as we all know, a vacant property will get more money in the market. It will sell quicker. It's a lot more attractive. Yep. So they've maybe waited till the properties become vacant and then then put it on the market. Do you still think there's, I remember Carl being on, Carl also being on, on one of the podcasts and he was talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, speculative sellers. Do you still think there's a lot of them where people are just saying, listen, this is what I want. If you get it to me, if you get it, then I'll sell. I think we're all kind of one of those, aren't we? But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, from talking to the guys in the offices, that, yeah. that is another... That is another factor. It does lead to frustrations at times yeah. because all of a sudden we do get the speculative yeah. price and then yeah. it's almost like um, the dog who catches the cat. They don't yeah. know what to do with it when they've actually caught it. So, yeah. um, But I, I do think there is a, a rise of speculative or continued rise of yeah. speculative um, sellers in the market. I think I was, I'm just looking at the volume, not the volume. I'm looking at the, um, 
our most notable lettings transactions and we we never touched on on the DLD ones before. I think every every week or every month now, if you're looking at 200 million, 300 million property sales, we're not we're not working at it anymore. I'm just looking at the at these um, some of these lets that that we're doing at the moment. It's just it's like sale places at times. Yeah, go on, give us a shout a couple out. So in August, our most we have a, a most notable transactions in lettings. We rented a Jumeirah Islands European European cluster for 1.2 million dirhams. We also let a Olive Point, which is in Jumeirah Golf Estate, at 700,000 dirhams. I don't know whether we anyone's seen a few a few weeks, a few weeks or a few months back, what a Jumeirah Golf Estate's flame tree went for. It was I've never seen anything like it. I won't say what it was because. I'll have all the, the, the landlords jumping all over me now to see if we can get the same price, but it was incredible. And then we had an Arabian Ranchers, a Sahil, for 550,000 dirhams. I'm just going to jump in there to do a bit of shameless advertising. If anyone does want to see what the Flame Tree went for, check out Data Hub on our website. That's the nosy neighbor feature. That is where you can see every transaction, both sells and lets in the market. I think with Data Hub as well, Paul, we had. The lads, I think Lewis and Carl done a podcast or Lewis done done something on, on Data Hub. I urge every single one of our owners and every one of even agents to go on and have a little nose about it. It's it's so, so powerful. The tool is so powerful. And obviously it gives you an up-to-date valuation on what your property is worth in terms of sales and also in terms of, of renting your But it's so such a powerful I always, because I've been here now for nearly 15 years, it's like when we've got our new starters as well. I'm saying back in the day, we didn't have any of this, but now these guys have got at the fingertips as well as our, our buyers and sellers and also our, um, our landlords. Yeah, 100%. Okay, couple of final stats to round out lettings and then we'll um, we'll say goodbye yep. for another week. Uh, viewings in August up 4% uh, month on month, up 32% year on year. And again, new listings to the market in on the letting side of the business, 23% month on month and 50% year on year. Mm. And I actually think quite a bit of these properties coming to the market is as a result of people purchasing yeah. properties. So then tenants become, tenant, uh, properties become vacant, tenants space for new, new tenants to, uh, to move in. Okay, that's it from us. As always, guys, any questions, anything you want clarity on, anything you think we've missed or anything you disagree with, please let us know. Please like, follow, subscribe in all the usual places. And we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.